Hi, and welcome to Irish Writers Podcast. We are three unpublished writers trying to make our way to publication. I'm Kate, and I'm writing a fantasy fiction novel. I'm here with Kathy. I'm Kathy, and I'm writing a rom com crime novel. And Maya. I'm writing an action comedy screenplay. Okay, are we ready for this? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're all sick. <laughs> I'm not sick. No. Um, okay, for today, the, one of the topics is book covers. So, book covers. Yeah. How important is a book cover? I know, I think I'm going to be very controversial on this. Yeah. I'm going to say not at all. Okay. Mm, yeah. Because do people really buy books in shops anymore? See, I know they kind of show really. I know on the Kindle it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. But I definitely have bought books based on their cover. Mm-hmm. I really? have definitely judged books by their yes. cover. Yes, I have done that because I've decided books look way too scary or way too slutty. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, yeah. But I, I mm-hmm. sometimes I think like maybe your audience, you kind of are indicating. So like I've seen yeah. like a lot of yeah. kids books, <clears throat> they've got cartoons on them. I know that's the reason Terry Pratchett has like very cartoons on the outside of his books mm-hmm. because he's trying to attract that kind of younger audience. Yeah. Um, then I think there's so. a font thing as well like oh, there's yeah. a type of squiggly writing that right. like indicates a certain type of book as mm. well yeah I'd say I'd judge a lot on font as mm. well really yeah yeah there's a kind of flowy type of writing that makes me think that's a book I would like and mm-hmm. do you think that you're going to be really concerned now when you eventually sell your book and some <laughs> marketing department are like this is how it's going to look Really? You think you will? Yes, I will be very... We've done your book cover, Kate. Oh, yes. unicorn on it. Okay, we've already done the book cover, and it has a unicorn, and what else was there? Even though your novel um, hasn't got a unicorn. I can't remember. Even though I'm sure the that the paper has, has been lost as no, well. So. Nothing whatsoever to do with the unicorn. <laughs> right. But for me, yeah, I think a book cover yeah. really makes a difference. Really? It, it can, well, yeah, I, I go into the bookstore, and mm-hmm. I look at the covers. Yeah. Like I purposely do, and some of it, yeah. There, there's a certain kind that has too much going on. Okay. On the cover. Yeah. And like what? Give me an example. Like, like what? Okay. Well, what was that? There was a really great website that was like the worst book covers ever. Oh, really? And they were really bad. <laughs> they were <Okay>. fantastically bad. <laughs> one it was a sci-fi cover and it had um it had this big spaceship and then it had the title of the book and then it had and the author's name but then it had another like other text on the cover there's just way too yeah yeah, there's way too much going on okay on that but also of course i think for the fantasy fiction genre i I, I really cringe at the cheesiness, especially of some of the eighties covers. <laughs> it's a cleavage and big hair. Eighties <laughs> and nineties covers of of books, and I think, oh dear, I don't think I would want to read that. But yeah, um, cause, yeah they're just they they're just there's too much of that cheesy factor. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I'll care. I'd be like, wrap it up any which way you want. Because the cover to me kind of is you're selling the book. Well, I suppose to me, I suppose it in the Kindle you don't see the cover hacked. No, no, no. It's my Kindle's really old and it's black and white, so I have like a pixelated box. (laughs) Could be Anton really, Um, but I feel like the covers are aimed at audiences, and so Mm -hmm. your book has been pigeonholed before anybody's even gotten to read it. Mm -hmm. I guess based on its cover, Mm -hmm. so. I I wonder, will I only care about the cover if I feel like my book's aimed at the wrong audience? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think if, do you know, because I'm not really sure what genre my <laughs> book is reading in, so, like, once that's established, like, do you know... Mm-hmm. See, uh, yeah, you're right, I think you tell, like you display a lot of the genre through the cover, so, like, if it's yeah. a noir crime, it's going yeah. to have that black and white, that feel... Um, I think there's yeah there's just a s- certain type of book that like I just feel like I, I know what my type of books look like um, or I know what 
you know, books that I don't like look like as well, you know? Yeah. So, and then there's this whole realm of like, hmm, what's this? And I will, like a nice picture yeah. or like I yeah. like definitely picks up a book. Well, I can understand because if you go into the bookshelf and you're like, <clears throat> all the bright colours, all the bright lights, everything mm. looks the same. And ooh, this book looks different. I'm yeah. pick that up. Okay. Um, it's a bit, just a bit like going into a supermarket and trying to pick, you know, which brand of like see but there's this whole there's a whole thing about like in bookshops and I still like I still kind of forget I'm only new to the Kindle really and I still sometimes forget I have it right um, <laughs> so I still like and I there's certain books like Pratchett books I don't think work on the Kindle because of the footnotes so oh yeah it's very so annoying. you know oh, so I like when annoying. I bought the Shepherd's Crown I went into a bookshop and yeah. bought the physical copy yeah so there's a couple of bookshops that I really like mm-hmm. and I like their staff picks and I like so if I was going on holidays I might, you know, even Which I you might, are. Hmm? Which you are going on. Huh? Not for a while. Oh, okay. um, but, you know, if I, particularly if I was going away for the summer and I was reading a lot, which yeah. I tend to do in the summer, I would kind of wander around. There'd be, some, there'd be a couple of books I'd want. I'd know the author. I'd know what I want. But there'd be other things that I wouldn't know. Other things that would be like more, you know, I wonder... I, or, you know, sometimes you feel like you've exhausted all the authors you like and you're looking for a new author. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I do that. And I, I do that in Waterstones. Yeah. I just think they're just, I don't know, I like their layout. Um, and I will go in and I'll go to the section that I like yeah. and I'll start reading down through the authors. And uh, I think it's the titles that drag me in more yeah, than the yeah. actual... It's probably a combination, way. though. Because yeah, the maybe. title is presented a certain mm. way as well. Sure, sure. Because I'll, I'll pick up a book and, like, you know, I've noticed that the kind of... the. Christie's and the Sawyers and all those sorts of stuff, they're now on mm. like these really cool retro covers, yeah, you know, that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are nice. Yeah. I, love, I love the retro covers. Really love them, yeah, yeah. I think they're really cool. Um, and I have no idea how those books were originally packaged. Yeah, I, have, I have no idea. Um, so that, I guess when I see a retro cover, I assume it's an old writer, mm-hmm. you know, repackaged. Mm. And I have noticed that there's been a sneaky few new writers who've gone for the retro yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i picked them up and actually i've liked them to be yeah. honest yeah because um, they were the right See? genre based on the cover were, and the base the cover i think like, like, i can think of so yeah, yeah. so the two bookshops i really like well i like hodges figgis and i like um the oh, hodges figgis because waterstones closed down isn't it so, yeah. yeah, so I'm obviously not as big as. And I like how the figures do these, like, they have their chart at the front, but they also have tables and they tend to have quite interesting books on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So, like, while they have obviously a, you know, section by section, um, although I read, so I, like, I really do like Jane Austen, but Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was one that I read on the basis of, it was, I think it was number 10, it was in the bottom shelf of that chart. <laughs> and I was like, I was having a terrible day actually. And I went to the shop and I saw I saw the picture at the corner of my eye. And you know you think your eyes are yeah. play tricks on you and the yes. cover of that book yeah. is a very Jane Austen cover but like a half rotted face. Yeah. And I did a double take and I was like, oh no, I actually did see what I thought I saw. Yeah. And I picked it up and I thought, well, like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I started reading it in the shop and it made me laugh. And I thought, yeah. it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is, it's made me laugh on a really bad day and buying this book. Oh, no. You know? Whereas I saw it and I was like, did that be a hilarious present to give somebody? But actually it's oh, very yeah. good. It's, not, really? it's quite good because... And I also read Sense and Sensibility and Sea, and sea Monsters, which isn't as good. Okay. But the reason why Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is very good is that he's left a huge amount. So it's written by Jane Austen. I can't remember the name of the other guy. So it says author Jane Austen and, right? right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's left most of the book. And he's just added lines that are just like changing the reference. Okay. Right? So, like, so the whole, like... Austin's writing is still there for the right. most part and because she's writing this satirical social commentary well, yeah. like just adding in like for example Darcy looks down at the Bennets because they were trained in I think a Chinese dojo rather than a Japanese <laughs> dojo and okay. they saw her fighting martial arts you know right <laughs> okay. and like there's some really good things like um, the reason why her friend oh what's her friend that marries Mr. Collins Oh, the reason why she does is because she's been bitten Shut and she's in. turning into Charlotte. a zombie. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Lucas. Yeah. She's turning into a zombie. Anyway, yeah. so like there's quite like, yeah. you know, it actually, that actually worked. I, I have to say I read a second one and didn't like so much, but that one I thought was quite funny. But I did read that because of the cover. And, and I thought it would make an excellent present because of the cover. And, and I have um, another book I got, um, the uh, ten, year, 10 Reasons You Shouldn't Eat Your Auntie or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, that's a book I got as a gift mm-hmm. because the cover looks really good. The title looks really yeah, good. Yeah. I have never opened it. Because you know? yeah, yeah. it's, it's not, it's like yeah. it's one of those bathroom books or whatever you call them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So 
I can understand how in those sort of like where they're gimmicky books mm-hmm. rather than like real books. Yeah, so they're Christmas, yeah. Christmas market things yeah. you buy for other people. Yeah. But I like I, there are a couple of books like that book The Gargoyle I picked up because it's a beautiful it's a beautiful cover mm-hmm. it also had this kind of black edging on all the pages. Yeah. It's very gothy. Um, and I did kind of went, oh, ooh, look at this. And I yeah. definitely, like, there's definitely been other books, like fantasy books, and, you know, that I picked up because it had a lovely dragon on the cover, or, <laughs> right. you know. And I think covers are good if they're indicating, if they're, if they're helping find their audience yes. really quickly, yes. then sure, that's yeah. good. But what I'd hate to see is a book pigeon based on its cover. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So a book that was kind of a, a wide-ranging um and I'm thinking of, of like, um, there's a few um, women authors, Irish authors, that mm-hmm. I feel like their books are aimed at, like, chiclet or, yeah. like, you know... what Yeah, or something. But actually, when pink. you read their books, their books are actually quite in-depth. Mm-hmm. And they're actually... They're not, they're not at all this, I don't know, Carrie Bradshaw, Bridget yeah, yeah, yeah. Jones yeah. sort of, yeah. sugary sort of stuff. Like, actually, mm-hmm. they're really... They're social commentary. Yeah, 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 you know, they're okay. tackling real issues. But... I feel like they're pigeon-toed into this, like, yeah, do you yeah. know, this lesser category. It was like the redone cover of, oh my God, The Bell Jar. Did you, you know, yeah. and it, it went from, that. yeah, the new cover was like um, uh, a compact, somebody putting on lipstick with a compact. It was something like that. Oh, and yeah. It just looked like we're repackaging this as chiclet. Right. Yeah. Like a, you know, which you would be sadly disappointed with. Yeah, and it was really. Yeah, I think there was, a, there was a lot of um, big reaction to that, like yeah. to just to that kind of re- rebrand. And I suppose, mm. yeah, I don't know, uh, but I think yeah, it's fine if it draws you to something that is what you're looking for. Yeah, but if it's misleading, then you're just going to end up very unsatisfied. You're going to be mm-hmm. like, you know, I suppose it's just bad marketing, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that comes back to me. I feel like the book cover is there to market. Yeah, it and is. I feel well, like it should it should do that. It should yeah. market, but also should look, I think, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, yeah. I have okay. So whenever I go to the bookshop, I go directly to the fantasy fiction, science fiction mm-hmm. yeah. shelves. Yeah, and I look at the covers. And I look at most of them, and I just I don't want to pick them up. Yeah, yeah. because they have this cheesy looking elf with a bow and arrow, and this you know other. I think it's it's more maybe it's just me that I tend to to pick up books that have more of like a building or a place on yeah, them rather yeah. than people. Okay, but I yeah, yeah because the drawing the people can look cheesy to me yeah just, I, I, and then I, I, I it, it makes me of, to think like I, I well, don't want to read that thing well I me. you know for me it goes back to my imagination so mm. like I have a picture of my head of a character like okay so practice one of my favorite yeah. authors right mm. and I have a picture of carrot in my head yeah and she's very handsome very yeah. tall very yeah. broad blah 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 and the picture on the front of his books like I hate the artist I'm there's sorry. that the guy who yeah. died um Josh or there's Josh Kirby and Paul Kidby and Kirby. they're very different and I but their names are very similar so I get confused between them. I they're don't like different. those. different. I never noticed them being different. No, there's a new <clears throat> so that guy died. So there's new there's new um uh, pictures, the more recent pictures where they look more human and less oh, cartoony. Yes, yes, sorry, yes. Oh I thought sorry, I thought it's it was no, a total rebrand. I didn't realise. It's a new died. artist, yeah, oh, okay, he okay, dies. Okay. And, but yeah, no, I I I like had the to, old ones. Yeah, like the I fingers like are like either. pointed and I'm just like they, they, they're so like they're, ugly and they're and it's like, unhuman, I think. Yeah, yeah. and I just and I, the characters are very human in their yeah. description. So that's it for so that it put me off. Yeah. Because yeah. the first book I read, um I think it was Small Gods, I think, was the first one I read. And I got it off my husband. He'd lend it to me, but he'd ripped the cover off accidentally just because he's not good and safe with books. So it had no cover, and so I read it. And then yeah. the next one he gave me, I was like, is this a kid's book? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was really like, yeah. I, I'm a teenager. I don't read kids' books, <laughs> you know? Um, I, but, yeah, once you get past it. You probably wasn't your husband at the time, though, right? Just oh, no, so. yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> no, sorry. To clarify. To clarify, he was some boy that I was just talking to. You know? We weren't even dating at the time. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is how romance was done in my day. You used to give a girl a book that you had read and you'd rip the cover off. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't even up to the mixtape section at this um, But, yeah, so, like, I, in that instance, a cover would have put me off that book. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which would be yeah. a shame because yeah, actually no, he's one yeah. of my favourite authors yeah. and I, I love exactly. it so. and there's a new um, did you see those black covers there's a new um, uh, issue so there's a couple yes. of issues of the fascists there's, yes. there's a, the gorgeous new cover do you see the gorgeous ones that are like hardback yes and those I have a I think I have two of those I got at the okay. discount um, but there's in between there is like there are all these black covers and yes. they have one thing on them they're like adult covers yeah, they yeah. they're like so, the, the Harry Potter yeah. um, had the same yeah. they had like a kids cover and an adult no, cover no, yeah and my I ones say, are a mix of those depending on where I could get them well, yeah. my, my own, well I don't have any Harry Potter ones yeah. but they were all kids books yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so and like, I feel like that's a shame because I feel like that pigeonhole thing and it's pigeonhole based on just a picture on the outside yeah. and yeah. I'm like you know so there's a fine line between trying to find your audience yeah. and pigeonholing yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> So when I said covers weren't important, I feel like I was wrong. Yeah. You know, I feel like they were very <laughs> I, that's important. That's why I wrapped the question up, because they are important. <laughs> we're talking about it, I'm like, wait a second. Like, if someone put a really bad they cover on, you'd be incensed. I probably know? would be, actually, now. Now that I realise the purpose of yeah. them. Yes. <laughs> I will draw you a terrible cover, oh, just no, like Kate was. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because we won't be friends anymore. <laughs> My next question for you is a bit of a thinker, or maybe okay. it's not. Okay. It's the question of the muse. Okay. Okay, what is the muse? Does it really exist? So, I have this different connotation of the muse. I mean, maybe that's not different. But when I hear the muse, I think of, like, someone like Woody Allen, and objectifying women, and this, you know, <laughs> woman being a muse, and... This bit's sort of weird, kind of... That, that's the conversation I have in my head about it, right? You're so odd. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I think of, like, you know, the question about the muse, I'm like, okay, when people talk about the muse, are they talking about something that I have experienced, but I think I don't think of it as the muse. Okay. I think of it as something else. Because mm-hmm. I would never, ever think in those terms about my own writing. For me, I'm like, I, if someone starts talking about the muse, I always imagine them as, like, a beatneck poet, do you know? Yeah, Where right, they're, like, yeah. you know... Yeah. And, and they, they, like... Write the most rubbishy sorts of life. <laughs> I was inspired by the muse, and so I painted my house purple. You know, yeah. and you're like, yeah. you know, like Woody Allen. But, yeah, <laughs> but like you know, this sort of like, yeah. I always art students or art college or you know, it's yeah. always this kind of like just uber. I don't know. I, I don't know how I would describe it. It's just I just I get that idea of like somebody who's just kind of wild and mm-hmm. stuff and they're being inspired by the muse but what's the muse right. then for them what is, is it, it just, uh... what is the muse but I don't think that's a real thing I think that's just like a, a, a you know a, when I hear mm-hmm. it that's where I, my head goes but yeah. I guess in reality yeah. it couldn't be like I don't think ordinary people who are out there writing books are like dressing like you know all in black with like French berets on it and, mm-hmm. and visited by <laughs> yeah. goddess who inspires them no I really don't think so well, well I, I hope not because I also feel like I'm missing out <laughs> <laughs> where's my goddess <laughs> damn it and, and my fancy muse. black outfit <laughs> that never fades in the wash no matter how often I have to watch it is it just, just never wash it <laughs> oh, oh too smelly is also <laughs> <laughs> is it just an excuse to you know if you if you don't have any new idea or you know, you just got a, a dry spell. Can you just blame it on somebody else? Let's just blame it on this I'm mythical so, muse So why is the But I don't, I, really don't so feel, well, I really don't feel like muse is a mystical thing. It's obviously you're just your ideas and one inspires yeah, you. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> is, uh, yeah. No, I bring it up because there's a lot of talk about muse. And like... Maybe we're just, maybe, we, we haven't been visited. Or maybe we're just we're not just, like... We're way too cynical. For yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Twitter feed I'm trying to find out called Worst Muse which I found hilarious okay. yeah. oh that was one of the picture was like of a, a Greek goddess God, yeah yes. with the yeah, yeah, statue yeah. and uh, I don't know if it's still I haven't seen it in a while but um, and it would just give you know terrible advice basically you yeah. know um, so what do you think it is Kate? I don't know that's what I was asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I, I don't function under that idea of like Oh, I'm going to go try to get inspired today. I don't live that way. Yeah. I just... But then I guess, what um, does inspire you? Do you well, know just, that way? Like, Yeah, I, I think, well, some things in everyday life, and then, yeah. then I'll just be living my life, and then something will 
um, catch my eye and my brain just starts to work mm-hmm. and it and I, I'm not and maybe it it happens unconsciously or or un, the subconscious you know <laughs> not unconscious subconscious <laughs> so I have worse views open here there's things like deadlines are for hacks you're an artist Having trouble coming up with a good resolution? Have you considered it was all a dream? Oh, God. Uh, it's not too late to add a, a vampire. Oh, it's, not. Like. <laughs> it's not too late. I mean, it's good, but is it a Johnny Depp vehicle? Mm. <laughs> Plucky orphans solving mysteries. Um, <laughs> show, don't tell. Try replacing adjectives with emoji. Uh, anyway, you can follow at worst means as well. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so... Do you think, where do you think, okay, so the idea of this muse, and I have no doubt that there's some writers who actually have to go find something, or waiting for an inspiration, mm-hmm. um, or this aha. So is the muse, idea? though, not though supposed to be like a person, or like the embodiment of something living that causes you inspiration? I think that's one definition. Okay. I'm like, is that what would be? Would it? Is it just another word for inspiration then? I kind of thought it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought it so. was because I, I mean, I, I have heard of like, oh, she's my muse. Yeah. Um, usually more with paintings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but I mean, people like Woody Allen would use that. Would refer like right. certain. You know the way he would write a series of films and then they would star an actress or something like that. Yeah. And obviously the actress, would, he's getting older and they're getting younger. Yes. Um, do you know, and that's, that's what I think of, like, you know. Oh, but, okay, you know, no, I would never I have thought of that. No, I would never. In, yeah, in other art forms, like, you can see how that happens. Like, a, um, there's a fashion designer, Peter Dundas, Dundas or something. He has, like, a muse, and so kind of gets, I, I know, she inspires him and or helps him to see, visualize mm. some, some kind of design. So he, like, makes clothes for her kind of thing. Is it? No. Uh, or, I, yeah, I'm not, I, okay. I don't know. <laughs> She's the one that's going, my bra, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, you know. No, Could I you make like it this. wider? Just a little bit wider yeah. again. I'm planning to have ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's the sort of fashion designer Can I want to be the muse of. Can you yeah. Women like to put things in pockets. All dresses in pockets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So... Maybe it doesn't exist, or maybe it just needs to be redefined. For me, I always thought it was just inspiration. So yeah. what inspires you? So I think some people do inspire other people. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Okay. So like, yeah. um, especially um, books that are written about somebody's life, or somebody who's like, you know, has a very kind of interesting series of events that happen mm-hmm. to them, and then somebody else writes about them. Yeah. Understand that. Or I feel like it can be events. Okay. Do you know? Um, so that's where you get your inspiration from. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I know that I would, um, like, listen to the radio and I'll listen to, like, uh, stories that come yeah. through and a few of them have been like, oh, I bet you there's a story behind that. Do you mm-hmm. know? And, like, your mind just goes off and, and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think it's more just about where your inspiration comes from. Okay. Yeah. Um, and whatever, so, like, by, by that definition, RTE news would be my news. <laughs> you know, it feels just not sexy enough. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Living it wild, people. So, you know, yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I don't know. My, I, I don't do know. you have a news in that definition? I have no idea. I just, I think I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I have anything intelligible to say about that. I haven't really. You know, even in terms of inspiration, I think sometimes I just want to write about problems, and then they're problems that preoccupy my brain, and it's just another way of trying to work them out. Yeah. So yeah. writing fiction is just another way of working on a problem. It doesn't feel even inspiration doesn't mm-hmm. even feel like a good word for that though. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's more like um, it's more like something like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it's a metaphor one of my friends always use it's like a you know you've got like a ball of yarn that's all messed up and yeah. you're trying to unpick it yeah. it's like the kittens have tangled the ball of yarn yeah. and yeah. that's all it is when I write I'm trying to unpick something very mm-hmm. knotted up and I yeah. can't see it mm-hmm. clearly until I unpick it and I write to unpick it so yeah. that doesn't feel like 
it's the muse or inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. It just it feels like a way of understanding the world. That's all. I yeah. wonder though, I mean, if I know that I, my writing has gone flat and I'm like, I just can't think of a way out of it and I'm just a bit stuck. Like, I will go around and talk to friends mm-hmm. and I'll go out yeah. and I'll go, you know, we'll be drinking and we'll go on a Saturday night and I basically mm-hmm. try to talk to as many people as I possibly can and hope <laughs> one of them will tell me an interesting story. And then I can, like, <laughs> rob and elaborate and, you know, and, yeah. and, and somehow something will just click and it will yeah. inspire me. Like, so I guess talking to people in yeah. some ways will yeah, be okay. a muse for me so mm. I don't know if you can have hmm. multiple muses this is all very 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 sexual yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like do you know I feel like do you know that could be a way like if mm. it's just more inspiration I guess do you know and mm. I feel sometimes people say like oh the muse is not with me when they're like just blocked they're just yeah. you know they're not writing yeah, today right. they're like yeah. you know yeah and doing something else yeah you know it's yeah. just it's just not happening like either their brain is tired yeah. or they're stuck on a plot point or you know right. yeah. and it's just kind of a, a a literature way of saying I don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> stuck you know <laughs> so I think sometimes that's the way people use it mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm just glad yeah, I don't know good. any of those people because I think yeah. I'd be like what the muse is not with me <laughs> uh, do you look down the back of the couch <laughs> I know yeah. I know <laughs> okay. Yeah, and do you know mm. what? I've never heard a published author discussing their muse. I've, in mm. all the interviews I've ever read, mm. I've never heard that word kind yeah. of used mm-hmm. or, you know, where again, like I have heard it with painting and that sort of yeah. thing. And I'm yeah. fashion designer, sure. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. Woody guys. Allen, again, he's just an exception to the rule, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, well, thinking through the definition like, like that. Um, I wouldn't say I'm inspired, but more influenced mm-hmm. by circumstances or by, um, I guess, I guess things in nature influence me. And there are certain places that I love to go to that I just feel um, connected to and maybe, um, I guess, maybe influence how I, the places that I can visualize mm-hmm. and the, the different worlds that I'm trying to create. Mm-hmm. Um, that Yeah, I, I'd say that there are certain places in this planet that influence that a lot. And, and also just, I don't know, traveling. I love to travel. I love to experience new cultures and, and see how people live and do things. Mm-hmm. And maybe that would be a muse. In yeah. that definition, but not like she never leaves. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's always eating. She's like elusive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I never feel like I've never like like yeah. the two of you. I've never felt like it's not inspired and my uh, my muse. I need to yeah. find some. Yeah, the, but yeah, but I will like you know. If I am stuck, I'm, you know, I might go on a walk and listen to music and I have yeah. like particular playlists yeah. that are like, you know, not pop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but they're like, I don't know, more kind of, I don't know, I don't know what you call them, alternative rock or the guitar sort of things where mm-hmm. they're talking, songs that are talking about something, if you know what yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess they put you in different moods yeah. and, you know, the mood only lasts three minutes and you're on to the next song, sure. on to the next song, on to the next song. Yeah. And I feel like by the time I come back from my walk, I've been through such a roller coaster of moods <laughs> that I'll have something to, you know, talk yeah. about or something yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, so in that way. Exactly. So I guess really when people talk about the muse, it's really more like how do you, when you're stuck out there and find inspiration? Like I don't think you can sit at your table, sit at your table, at your laptop and be like, I, I'm stuck and, and just hope that something changes. So someone comes in, sits down beside me and uh, inspires so I've me. got an idea. Do you know why don't you do this? <laughs> yeah. You know? And if they did, you'd say, so tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Write your mine. own book. Mine. Yeah. Idea. Get out, mum. <laughs> I like the I do the same with music and yeah yeah, I feel like music can kind of transport Mm -hmm. you into the right kind of frame of mind where you're Mm -hmm. you're just thinking through yeah I don't know just the different kind of feelings that the music brings up and yeah 
I think it's and good for when you're tapped out as well. I think yeah. sometimes it kind of just, I, I feel like music forces you on a journey. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. you know, even if you're like tired or whatever, and then that's why they have them in movies, I guess, is because it forces you to, mm-hmm. you know, sad music makes you feel sad. Yeah. And music makes you feel happy and, you know. Scary music. Well, the <clears throat> yeah, suspenseful yeah. music, just yeah. Yeah, anticipation. Yeah, goes. something's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And I guess if, if sometimes if I feel it, I can write it better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I can listen to a really sad yeah. song and then I'll write a really sad piece. Do you know that way? Yeah. Or that sort of idea? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I like to go and say, see a movie and be like, and a movie might evoke a certain feeling. Well, I, like I'm very um, I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff anyway. So I'll be crying at a trailer. I cried at a trailer yesterday. I want to admit that. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I, even a good trailer. I was like, oh. I've cried at ads. You know. Yeah. Oh, I've um, cried at ads. Christmas so, ads kill me. I'm like, why are they all so sad? They kill me. <laughs> the penguin one. Oh, oh God. they kill me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I think so that can kind of make you evoke certain feelings. But I think it can also make you, remind you that writing can evoke feelings. You know, when you're kind of really like that, when you yeah. feel like everything's flat and you're like... Yeah. To kind of realise that, like, yeah, I want to read a book that makes you feel certain things as well. Yeah. And to kind of go like... It, you know when I feel like I can't write anything anymore it doesn't or it's all very cardboard or something mm. you know to kind of know that there are things to remind yourself of how things come alive and yeah. you know and that, it, that it's possible yeah you know? and the only reason I don't read books when I'm in that mood is because I feel like I will either a plagiarize um, yeah. like yeah. subconsciously not oh. realizing what I'm doing sure. mm. or b feel worse about myself yeah because yeah. this person could do it so well, and I could do it so, well. <laughs> yeah. so I feel like that's why I go to other yeah, yeah. other yeah. means or other kind of art forms because I just feel like you know I just don't want to go to a worse place yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. so. and when I'm maybe feeling like okay so I've set aside time to go and write and then maybe I'm not really feeling up for it I think a muse for me can be a nice glass of wine <laughs> really and yeah just make the mind flow a bit better Cause, and, but not only that but at home I have a lot of wine <laughs> no for this reason usually I don't <laughs> I have goblets. Oh, oh even do. better. Yeah. Even better. You know the goblets. Yes. You both <laughs> drank from the goblets. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I, I get the goblet out and I pour some wine into it and I go and... There's been a lot of authors I, who I, have espoused the uh, um, right drunk, edit sober... You know, I don't. I don't get drunk. <laughs> See, I don't do that. I sip on I'm it stuck. for about two hours. I. I mean, it. it no. It's just that I have the goblet there. No, like wine is my reward. So <laughs> <laughs> when you write it good, you can have a glass of wine. Open to that point, you are sitting here and writing. You know. <laughs> Um, sometimes I'm a machine for turning chocolate into words. Oh yeah, I, I can't have a cup of tea or I can't have like food around me when I'm writing because basically it just goes cold. Because either I'm using my hands to type yeah. or I'm using my hands to eat. And I can't <laughs> do both. Yeah. And eating will always win. So, you See, know. that's what's great about the goblet. <laughs> I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. I take a sip and then I write, I'm writing, I'm writing. And then, you know, in the course of two hours, I could do it with a straw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There you are. Yeah, one of those really long ones. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like sitting with the little swirlies. Yeah, absolutely. Make it course. fun. Make it fun. Make it fun. They're a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it could be better for the writing, to be honest. <laughs> okay, I have another question for you. Uh, where do you write? Like, do you prefer to write at home, in a cafe? Well, I like to write at home. I only write at home and I like to sit on my bed and I like my laptop on my knee and I like all my notes around me and I like to just type away and I like to do it in my own house is fine but what I really like to do is down in my in-laws house because they take care of my son and everybody else is busy and somebody makes my meals like they treat me like a queen and they're they're awesome (laughs) yeah and so like there's nothing else going on and I can just hide away for a couple of hours and just type 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 yeah. and it's great and yeah that's what I really like because I only like to sit down when I got something to say so when I sit down to write I want a couple of hours at it do you know and yeah. I kind of write in hour bursts mm-hmm. if yeah. you know what I mean 
That's what I like to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, it probably depends on what um, stage I'm at. So if I'm in the producing writing stage, I can kind of write almost anywhere. Um, so I did, I've definitely done a lot of writing in work. After work, sometimes in lunchtime, but mostly after work, you know, where everyone's gone and it's quiet. Um, but sometimes an awful lot of sitting uh, with a laptop on my knees um, mm. and kind of just laughing to myself writing. I find when you're doing edits, it's a bit harder because you might be referring to mm. notes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so then it can be like, well, I need to have all my notes. Where did I leave my notes? Or, you know. Yeah. Um, um, so I have definitely done some writing out and about. I, I, I favour a pub in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Um, and in a way, actually, it's good because I don't have Wi-Fi there. So if I go to a pub, especially the old man pubs that I frequent, yeah. they're very quiet in the afternoon. Um, you, like, there's no Wi-Fi. So I can't get distracted by all of the internet, which I find very distracting. But do you not have people coming up to you talking to you? No, there's more people talking about you, about who's your one in the corner of the computer, right? (laughs) But I also did a maths course, mostly in pubs as well. So, like, that looked weirder when I was there with my calculator and, like, working through maths problems with a pint in front of me. Take that break. So I kind of don't really mind. Definitely, like, with the computer, yeah, they do. I think one person said something about my computer one day, but... For the most part, um, and because I like, because I, I, I don't live in a salubrious area that's full of authors, right? So <laughs> yeah, somebody, <neither> somebody <laughs> with a laptop is weird. Yeah. It? But when I was in my PhD, I did it an awful lot because there was a point where I just couldn't work at my desk anymore. Mm, so right. I kept, and because I kept getting distracted by everything, and mm. so I found that kind of going to various, <clears throat> especially like if you're stuck somewhere where you can't really even go to the toilet. But yeah. like, you know, if you bring your laptop into a pub, you cannot, unless yeah. you're going to pack everything up and bring it to the exactly. toilet, like, so you've got a window, like an hour, an hour and a half before you're going to like, oh, yeah, I need to pee yeah. or anything something else. But it's kind of like that kind of confined. You can't use the internet. No one knows where you are. Yeah. Um, you know, and you just, you've almost nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I did that a few times. I just feel like I would be people watching <laughs> or I would be like, you know... I, have, I feel like if I'm out and about, I would interact mm. with people. Yeah, mm. you're obviously much more extrovert. <laughs> 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 I would like, be like people avoiding. Get me my laptop, come talk to me. <laughs> I have a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I am alone in the world. <laughs> I'm the only person who has a laptop. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd be like trying to find a quiet corner and trying to not look up, to be honest. Because, yeah. you know, um, yeah, so I've done that fair few times and I really mm. need to break things up and okay. just be like because right. like that you know you're just trapped there and all you can do is write and um but you also then have the benefit of like having a pint or a cup of tea mm. or something mm. as well which is kind of like I'm gonna sit here and do this yeah. and that's about an hour <clears throat> you yeah. know and we don't really get people who go to cafes for whole days I would just start hating the cafe but there's so yeah. much noise I just would be so distracted by the noise especially if I was like in it if you know what I mean and mm, I was like yeah. you know uh, yeah I just be like you stop clinking glasses you stop arguing with your boyfriend you stop talking to your kids everybody <laughs> shut up you know I'd just be like and your bird you know? <laughs> I just no I don't get it I just I think I'd just be so distracted yeah so mm. distracted yeah like I can't even properly read in cafe shops mm. because I'm just distracted by the people coming in and out. I'm distracted yeah. by the people watching. I'm distracted by the fact that my coffee's going cold. I'm distracted. I'm just distracted by everything. Yeah. So I just need to be like in a little locked box. See, Actually, I, I find a quiet pub is easier than a cafe. I imagine quieter. it would be. Yeah. Yes. No, I do imagine it's one step yeah. better than the cafe. <laughs> but I just don't think it trumps your own bedroom. And, <laughs> Except you know, when you're like, the walls are closing in! <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I never sit down when I feel like that. Yeah. Because, and that's probably why I, oh, I can, have yeah. huge gaps. I have a lot of <laughs> Never achieve anything. You know, where I'm like, well, I need everything to be perfect before you write. And then you're like, is it really that maybe you mm. don't want to write? Like, because this week I was going to, I had a day off and I was like, I'm going to write that day. And I had something else to do that day. So I don't know why I thought I'd have the mental space to actually get into the writing. But I had this whole, like, I have the whole day ahead of me. I have, and then, I, then I was like, or I could do anything else, you yeah. know. And it was just the displacement activity. I've been doing, you know. do you remember your um, run or write? Oh, yeah. So I've yeah. been doing that. And I swear to God, I lost several pounds. Oh. Doing it. <laughs> yeah. Because I could not write because yeah. I'm doing my edits at the moment. And I'd rather clearly chew off my own shoes than like, you know, you have to do them. So I've been running, running, running. And then recently I've had to do them because I'm now up against my deadline. Yeah. I really, really right. have to do them. I haven't run once. 
Yeah. I mean, now that I have now that I've got the writing, the edits done. I haven't run since, yeah. so it's obviously it's placed into activity. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. So, you know, writer's rock might make me slim. You know, <laughs> <laughs> could make me healthy. Who knows? You know, this is the added bonus. Productive either way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel where I am right now. So I'm in my parents' house, and I just don't. I'm kind of in one room. And I, it's a, I'm transient at the moment. Um, and I, I feel like it's not good for writing. Like, it's not. I need to be out of that room into a different yeah. room. So yeah. I haven't, you know, like, there's a couple of reasons why I haven't been writing. Part of it is, you know, the moving stuff. But, yeah, so part of me feels like, you know, I need, I need like, sometimes I need, like, the kitchen table. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, to just be like... I could imagine how a library would work. I could... Although, see, I never managed to study in the library. No, I never university. I never could I never study in the could. library. No. Like, coming up to exams, I had, what, like, was called snowsuit and maybe look like the abominable snowman but it was like uh, ski yeah. pants and like a big huge fleecy thing and I used to wear it for days on end and I used to sit in my bedroom and study 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 and I kind of write the same way yeah. as I used to study okay I, I do it in bursts yeah and, and that's the way I do it I did work in the library a lot you know yeah um but again like that you kind of trapped in a space for an hour and a half or something like that you know and I used to do an hour and a half on probably an hour and a half off yeah having a nap mm-hmm. with someone you know yeah and then that became stuff about having a desk as I went on, like having a workspace. <clears throat> and then it, for me, it just depends on how much other crap you need. So when it's just you and the computer, that's fine. I feel I'm like, all my work is on Dropbox. I can pick it up anywhere and mm-hmm. work at it. It's fine. But I think when you're doing editing, like, you know, if I have a couple of different versions I'm referring to or different things I want to consider or, you know. Need more. Yeah, you it's need you have more stuff and you need out. to put it around yeah, you and, you know. But then I feel like, oh, maybe I need a table for this, and this is not just me. I'm like, and also, I, I actually do have a little bit of a worse eye, and I can't um, write for a long time on a laptop. Okay. You know, mm. I have separated shoulders. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually, it's never been a, hasn't been a problem with the fiction writing at all, because it just don't pound out the same amount of wordage no. that I would have before. But, I, but um, if I am going to sit for a long time, I need to sit at a desk, actually. Mm. So that's why I kind of just stay back after work mm-hmm, and do mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know. Well, I can imagine that that would be ideal if it's quiet. Yeah, if, if your gone. office empties and yeah, because yeah. you're already in that kind of. I think sometimes it's about being in that like work mode. Mm. Do you know the way? So some people say like um, if they're in work and they go in and like you know casual yeah. Friday yeah. and that sort of thing, and you're no, you're not in your work clothes. Yeah. You're, not you're in your ready work for the mode. weekend. Yeah, you're kind of yeah. winding down. Yeah. Your Friday is kind of like yeah. le- like it's not as intense as the other days. Um, so I kind of feel like that if if I was in my work clothes or work yeah. mode my, at my work desk yeah. I would mm-hmm. be like more yeah I mean the problem is switching for me <clears throat> the problem is not letting the work day then bleed into that time because yeah. I'm yeah. at my desk and work and there's a, always more things to do yeah yeah and the so. emails always <laughs> sticking yeah. So, yeah. yeah what about you Kate where do you write? yeah well I, I was thinking through this and I think I I like to mix it up okay because I also I, I write from my laptop but I also have notebooks that I bring with me. So I'll have a certain notebook that, I'll, you know, if mm-hmm. I write freehand, I can be wherever I am, I can just pull out the notebook and just start writing. So I had a few cafes that I preferred to oh. go to. Okay. Um, sometimes when I was like, ah, I can't be at home right now. Mm. It's distracting. Or I, I just, I needed to get out of the house. Yeah. And so we go to these cafes and... Um, and I'm really good. I I shut people out. Okay. Not not you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> you go in the zone. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So and I could be completely unaware. There could be a fire in the kitchen. Yeah, I'd be a bit like somewhere, that as well. yeah. and oh, no. and I'd yeah. be like in my own little world until I actually see you know there's movement going <laughs> people around. Panicking. <laughs> people panicking. People um, panicking. So yeah, I okay. I would That's do kind of amazing because I of, and and I found. Um, a few hotels, or at least one hotel near my home, mm-hmm. that I go to one one night of the week. Like my husband has the guys over, right? Okay. And so I I just Evacuate use it as a, well, yeah, <laughs> it, it's like my own personal retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I go to a hotel, and they have a really quiet. It's usually very quiet. Lovely. Um, and I get a cup of tea, and they bring me biscuits, and um, it's just really nice place to see to write and and I yeah. think I would have to be dressed like a human being to go out and do that <laughs> and I think that is one thing that's really stopping me there because I write yeah. in like my old trackies and like my hair all piled on top of my mm. head and I feel like if I had like my nice jeans on and like my restrictive belt <laughs> you know <laughs> restrictive belt absolutely I just feel like I could not be like free flowing you know <laughs> 
Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. I think I would just be, I, I think yeah. I'm just too distracted. I think that must be it. I'm just so yeah. distracted by everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So you do, you do the sensory deprivation. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm so ugly. You can't come talk to me. Like, <laughs> you know, only my family members would want to see me in that yeah. condition. I think the best writing that I do though is in, it's in two spots in my house. Okay. And one is in the guest room and I'm able to do quite mm quite a bit of writing there and then another on a different couch in the sitting room yeah and is that so, like on a couch this laptop in front of you yeah away? the laptop is in front of me it's on yeah so yeah yeah, yeah i find the yeah, i mean so then when would you go to the cafe maybe the mid-morning kind mm-hmm. of hour i think at that point i just feel like i need to be in the world Okay. In the real world, <laughs> while I'm not in the real world mm-hmm. in my head, um, yeah, and just just to have that feeling of, yeah, yeah, it tends to be in the daytime with the cafes. Well, so when would you choose to go to the, the day, cafe? And when, like, so obviously you can stay at home. It would just so be... is it like is there a point in your writing that you're like, uh, you know, I want to write this scene mm-hmm. out in the world, or is it a point where you're like, I've been sitting here for two hours, I want to get out of the world. And now I'm hungry. It, it's yeah, something that yeah. If I feel restless and feel okay. like, uh, no, I don't want to write here in the house. I want to get out of the house. Okay, okay. And so I will do that. So it's a way of keep writing and um, past kind of a restlessness or yeah, a, you yeah. know, a, yeah, I want to change the scenery. I do change the scenery, that kind of especially thing. during the winter months. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting because I just don't get that. I just get like the yeah. uh, when I get restless, I just give up. I think. But it's mm-hmm. I don't know how you work from home, so yeah, never get anything done. Yeah, I'm distracted yeah. by everything around me. I'd say I'm more distracted at home than I am sitting in the pub. No, like, no, it's the people. I just so yeah. distracted. By people. You're just that's obviously the extra work <laughs> thing because yeah. I'm like you know it's my stuff, my funny stories and the telly and the games and oh. the, all the stuff mm-hmm. is very there and you know like whereas I'm like this is my stuff I've seen it before <laughs> I already know what it does <laughs> you know whereas I'm like the people the people they could do anything <laughs> so that's yeah. how I end up watching so, them. Yeah. Um, yeah and of course you you know you try different places and yeah. find to find the ones that actually work for yeah. you yeah yeah and yeah there have been some cafes that I've gone to and I said oh, no no but I don't bring my laptop to the cafe okay okay I bring my notebook that's, I might think that's, that's so interesting the only time I write in my like I like handwrite anything mm-hmm. is when I am like monumentally stuck yeah no. um can't see or I'm starting something like at the very very start of something yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the only time I would handwrite mm. anything. Because you have to type it up again. So it's I like think a I, well, yeah, but I think uh, I now <laughs> into typing rather than thinking yeah. of writing these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like the feel of it. I like the feel of the pen. I like the feel of the notebook and the actual writing. But I feel a lot of freedom that I can just go anywhere mm. instead of lugging this big, yeah. it's not a big laptop, but yeah. lugging that everywhere and having to plug it in and saving it. Yeah, and yeah. It's just there, and then when I put it back into the computer, it's almost like a second, it's like an edit. It's like a rewrite. Mm. Yeah. It's a rewrite. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I can change some things, I can, yeah. And I guess I slavishly, kind of, whatever I've handwritten, I will slavishly type up, so it's yeah. like a duplication, do you know? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Cool, Okay. Okay. Well, there w- was one thing that I wanted to say before, um, well, from last last week's podcast, is that we were talking about genres, mm-hmm. and that I didn't actually have a great definition for <laughs> fantasy fiction and science fiction. <laughs> Are we going to laugh at you and say you didn't do your homework, Kate? <laughs> I, well, I, in- I had the best <coughs> did, intentions. But I wonder, did any of us define, because like, I don't think I defined comedy either. No, I we didn't define yeah. it. No, no, I just gave you the rules of it. Right. And to be honest, I just gave you the rules of a detective club book, or a detective book. <laughs> yeah. Not like I think yeah. a lot of crime authors would argue that their books are not detective books. Yeah. Well, I did actually look up in the Oxford Dictionary. So mm-hmm. is this a fantasy fiction? It's a genre of imaginative fiction involving magic and adventure, especially in a setting other than the real world. Well, besides that, that's fantasy fiction. Fantasy it? fiction. So it has to have magic. 
and it mm. has to be otherworldly. Especially in a set- setting other than the real world, okay. but not necessarily. And then I looked up a writer's digest and they said sci-fi and fantasy stories take place in worlds that have never existed or are not yet known. So I thought that was a good definition. And I'm thinking of the books that I would class in those genres. It's a big, it's a huge, huge category. Uh, yeah. Um, both the science So really it's fantasy. just if it's in a different world, it's fantasy or sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's a very broad definition. It's extremely broad. broad. (laughs) Yes, it is extremely broad. And then there is sub-genres and everything. I will not go into those. But I will say one definition of science fiction from the sci-fi site, Mm -hmm. it's a website, says science fiction is a genre that extrapolates from current scientific trends. The technology of a science fiction story may be the driving force of the story or merely the setting for a drama, but all science fiction tends to predict or define the future. So they're implying that science fantasy and, sorry, science fiction and fantasy are the same genre. Well, yeah, a lot of them, yeah. I mean, because a lot of the pub, like, publications have sci-fi fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Same. Because we, we, we argued, or we did argue, that they were two different things. Well, they are. Okay. They are two different things. Okay. But yet they are... There might be blurred lines between very them. Very blurred lines. Yeah. I mean, look, the subgenres. There is a genre that is science fantasy. Yeah. Subgenre. Yeah. So, and the space opera. That is a space opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Star Trek. Star Trek would be a space opera. Yeah. Like a soap opera in space. Sure. Well, like a a Carnation Street in space. space, Yeah, Yeah, soap opera in space. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Like that. Definitely. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Ticked all those boxes. It would have been EastEnders with like Wolf. That's it. I swear to God, I loved it. So hooked on it. I was hooked on it. That's brilliant. But anyway, I just wanted to clear that up because I, I actually didn't have a, a very clear definition of science fiction. You're so fancy. <laughs> You're yeah. so dedicated to her. I'm glad yeah. we have you on our podcast. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're wasters. I don't know any research. We just spout opinions. Uh, Which okay. we do. Which you do. So thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Irish Writers Pod. You can email us at irishwriterspodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, irishwriterspodcast.com. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.